This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by William Walters, CIO and Senior Vice President of Operations at Health First in Rockledge, Florida. William, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. I'm excited to be here. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me. Now, I know we've got a lot to talk about. There's so much happening in the digital space as well as looking at how the CIO role is evolving. But before we dive into my questions, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Absolutely. So Health First is on the space coast of Florida, really exciting part of the, the country, uh, one of the fastest growing places, certainly in the southeast and the country at large. It's where uh, we launch rockets these days, the spaceport of the world between NASA, SpaceX, Blue Origin, and ULA. So really unique community. Health First is the, has the bulk of the market share in this community. We're a $2.5 billion integrated delivery network, so payer, provider, and uh, medical group. And then we now have a vision to grow the medical group and health plan across the state, in essence, um, you know, tripling our revenue in, in the next five to 10 years. So really excited about that. A little about me, I've been here just over three years. Uh, before that, I spent 22 years in the military as an active duty naval officer, doing the exact same job, uh, CIO of varying naval hospitals and military hospitals, most notably the merger of Walter Reed and National Naval Medical Center in D.C., which is now just truncated as Walter Reed. So pretty interesting background. Uh, eight years, my first eight years was a nuclear engineer in a submarine, which has prepared me to solve complex problems uh, like healthcare. So. It's been a, been a fun ride um, and uh, doing some exciting things here at Health First, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Well, fantastic. And yeah, it sounds like you've just got such an interesting background. And I'm sure, you know, you've been able to see a lot of evolutions of how technology is being integrated in the healthcare space. So given everything that, you know, you've been part of, been able to, to do throughout your career, what are some of the most uh, important issues that you're spending on your time today? Yeah, it's, it's really around strategic growth of the organization, partnering with my peers to, you know, keep the health system sustainable and survivable, right? There's a lot going on in, in healthcare these days. Margins are decreasing, uh, mergers and acquisitions to remedy that. Uh, we're beneficial here that, you know, we've, we have the forethought to get ahead of it, hence why we're looking at things for survival building sustainability. And so that's what it, that manifests into some really unique partnerships that allow us to do those things. We we joke in the halls of our corporate office that we don't want to be the blockbuster in a Netflix world of healthcare. As you see a lot of healthcare entities nibbling at the edges of what health systems would typically do. So uh, we've been doing some partnerships to gain velocity on consumer digital platforms, uh, all with a sole purpose in mind is reducing consumer friction and providing a consumer-centric approach to how you consume healthcare under our three disciplines, which I mentioned, our health plan, our hospital group, and our medical group. So, you know, we've got some really exciting things we've done in the medical group in particular with a partnership that's, uh, one, given us a very mature digital platform, all the consumer tools you'd expect as, as receiving primary and secondary care while simultaneously managing risk for us and population health concerns. And for those who are indoctrinated, understand the importance of those with reimbursement. So, uh, really gave us speed to market on doing those things instead of building it over the course of a few years. We, we in essence, implemented it in the course of uh, eight months and ridiculously exceptional results, upper decile performance and on all the things I just mentioned. Uh, revenue cycle, realization of that partnership on the consumer-centric side and NPS scores, so really good there. 
just a similar approach with health plan that, that went live in January of this year. Still mildly early, six months in, but seeing, seeing and expecting the same results of uh, a world-class consumer platform uh, built like a video game in a sense with gamification, incentivizing you to make healthy and well decisions, um, providing you know, tools and capabilities in a, in a digital way that um, really enable Again, a consumer approach, you know, the way we can consume other services in our lives and uh, with now with being able to offer things like that on the health plan side. The acute side, we're still looking. That's kind of the, um, you know, the future as we start to untangle all things hospital system and, and the various lines of business within an acute care setting. Uh, but that's kind of what I'm most excited about in the future is solving that problem. Absolutely. Wow. You know, I, I think you touched on so many different things there. And it's interesting to hear um, just the evolution of how the technology has been part of the um, the health system and the health plan and really everything that's going on today. And it, from your perspective, when you really look at the CIO as a strategic leader within the organization, what does that really mean in given advantage, especially as you mentioned, there's some of the other non-traditional um, companies coming into the healthcare space in, in, you know, doing different things as whether it's virtual care or other things. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, what that means as the CIO role grows and develops as a strategic asset to the organization? Yeah, there's no better person in the organization that understands the reach of technology, right? In my opinion, is the, the CIO or, or CIO staff, you know, some would argue the chief technologist or CTO would be. But as you're looking at these these opportunities, you being the health system, right? So, you know, senior leaders in a room, CEO, strategy officer, chief of HR, chief lawyer, chief um, experience officer, and insert the CXO titles here. And the you know, and you're looking to do things in your health system that are new, unique, and, and growth-driven, right? As if it's mergers and acquisitions, if it's entering new markets, et cetera. The um, the need of the CIO or CDO or CIDO um, to be in the room is essential. And most systems are recognizing this. You're a true valued and strategic asset, not just because of your IT acumen or understanding how these systems work, but moreover on the idea of growth and growing, you know, in our case, just growth in general as a not-for-profit health system that benefits the community, thinking of things in ways that come from the technology space, the way that payments have changed for financial services. That's, that's no longer an IT thing. It's how they do business, right, in a digital setting. Um, it's no different in any other industry, hospitality or otherwise, that these have been ubiquitous strategic elements, uh, these being digital tools, digital capabilities. So it's essential. There, there are some that aren't of this mindset yet, and I think healthcare is one of the lagging industries and. In, in some of these advancements, and it's been well dictated by, by many of the research firms out there. And some of these systems are very happy, you know, that let their CIO run their EHR, ERP, other pieces of enterprise software, not invite them to a seat at the table, and, um, you know, and very happy with being late adopters or others. And so um, I'm not that type of CIO, and I think many aren't, but, but you, you do see a bit of a bifurcation um, of who we are, and it's you know, it's just who that system is, it's who that CIO is, and you get the ability, I think, to be a force multiplier if you're the former instead of the latter. 
Got it. That makes a lot of sense, you know, and it's really interesting to hear about how you've done that at Health First. And speaking of that, you know, looking into the future, how are you thinking about growth and investments over the next two years, both for the health system as well as the, the health plan? Yeah, for us, it's the gain velocity. So, you know, I, if I could fast forward two years, I think you're going to see a lot more entrance into the fringes of what health systems do. Uh, today, you're competing with Hims and Roman for men's health. Uh, hey Jane for some women's health issues in particular around abortion. There's a lot of behavioral health entrants on the fringes that are dominating the market. And if you kind of distill some of the needs for these, it was all born around things that typically have a stigma associated with them. And, you know, we would love to remove the stigma of mental health of some men's health issues and women's health issues. But, um, you know, what does the consumer want? They want a, a way to get those services quickly. I can make three clicks with my thumb on my iPhone and you know have uh, medication delivered that's essential to my hair loss, et cetera, right? And not have to see a doctor. Well, you're starting to see those entrants come in in more and more things. Primary care, uh, behavioral health's a good one. I can spend 25 bucks right now, uh, within 10 minutes, have an appointment with a uh, the primary or the behavioral health provider. What what two things that I solve that a health system struggles with? Uh, three technically. Payment. One, you get paid right away. Two, um, the ability to schedule in a timely manner and access to care. And then three, the access or the, um, you know, the ability to document in a digital way that the consumer wants, right? The same way I order my lunch, which is sitting here in front of me at the moment was on DoorDash. Uh, I now can see a doctor, right? So more and more that'll be entering. We being health systems that we uh, need to find ways to do the same thing. Uh, and that's either build it or buy it. You know, being able to deliver pills like an Amazon will soon around pill pack and other things and prescriptions, being able to provide durable medical equipment in ways that Amazon, uh, I could, instead of buying it from my health, crutches from my health system, I can buy it from Amazon, probably cheaper and faster, right? So that's our competition. Um, it's not, I wouldn't say the retail partners of the world because we will partner with the Walmarts and the CBSs who are entering the healthcare arena and we'll be great partners there, but it's the way in which they deliver those services and in um, durable goods that uh, is what I'm most excited about seeing. And, and we will be doing those things, right? either again through doing it ourselves or finding other solutions out there that we can partner with to gain velocity, deliver those services to our consumers. Got it. That's so great to hear and interesting to see, especially as you were talking about making sure you've got um, these services and the, the capabilities in place to provide health care, increase access to care, and, and really um, make sure it's a great experience for patients and, and other healthcare consumers. And, and thinking about some of the different virtual companies as well, that and what they're doing and how it's really changing expectations from the community at large. Now, one more question before we wrap up today. What are you most excited about? Yeah, I'm excited about that acute space. You know, it's been, there have been some stalwart companies that have a foothold in the acute care space when you talk about enterprise software, you know, HR providers in particular who, who've dominated that, who we've been beholden to on this consumerism journey. And many will say my EHR provider is my digital strategy, and as they develop consumer tools, we will implement them. And, and that's very narrow-sighted, in my opinion. So what I'm excited about is watching a lot of new entrants who are starting to solve this monolithic EHR problem, a single platform that operates uh, with many other systems involved with it, and, and providing really a single consumer view 
of everything healthcare is, and not just the acute EMR or the ambulatory EMR, or some systems have those as aggregation. That is not the aggregation point. That being the EMR is not the aggregation point for consumerism. Um, it's not my consumer strategy. It's not my digital strategy. What will be, and we're starting to see a lot of new entrants and really seeing some fruit payoff uh, here, here with a, a couple companies at Health First and others across the industry, is this aggregation layer of everything you are as a healthcare consumer. So health plan side, acute, ambulatory, wellness decisions around what gym you go to, uh, what food you eat. And so imagine a single stop shop that aggregates all those that are insightful to who you are, what decisions you're making, what you're doing, and then a, a provider view of that as well that allows your physician team to see similar things based off who they are, right? You know, if you're a pathologist, you get some care histories and recent labs and you're good. You don't need 40 pages of somebody's medical record, uh, conversely, radiologies, et cetera. And then the patient, you also don't need to see your entire medical records. It's insightful based off who you are, allows you to refill your prescription, schedule an appointment, leave reviews, and oh, by the way, you know, click and click your dietitian's recommendations to your Instacart order uh, this time in a seamless and frictionless manner. So really exciting on how the healthcare element incorporates with the wellness element and then looks at you as the whole consumer. And, uh, and something that, not something, this is our entire strategy at Health First, and we're finally starting to see the technology catch up to this vision we've had as a wellness company for the better part of the past five years. That's amazing to hear. William, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a fascinating discussion, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Absolutely. Thank you.